Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello, welcome. Um, I am currently sending you this video as a pre-recorded video today. It's going to stream live, but I'm doing that because I am in the middle of my IFS level one training. So a couple of years ago, some of you know, I got trained to become an IFS informed coach and now I'm in level one training. So I will be an IFS practitioner, a level one practitioner. I'm really excited about that. That means I have to sort of plan ahead because this training is nine to six just about every day this week. So without a lot of further ado, I want to hop into today's topic which is not just romance, okay? And I wanted to talk about this thing that happens inside my Mindful Dating Intensive. Inside this 12-week program, every single person who ever does the program says that they have changes in their lives that go way beyond just dating. They say things change with their family of origin. So if they had conflicted relationships with their parents, that actually starts to improve and they overcome some of those conflicts with their siblings too. So like childhood relationships, they also notice I have people say, Oh, I just, you know, used what I learned in module three or four with my adult kids. And we had the best holiday ever. People tell me it changes things at work. They say they use the tools that they get in mindful dating at work. And I, I wanted to sort of unpack why that is that, you know, my dating program actually affects all of these other areas of people's lives, because I think this, what I have to say about this might be helpful for you, whether or not you are currently interested in dating, you might be married. I don't really know, but it it might really just be a little bit helpful for you to hold up some ideas in a different way or at a different angle that might help you see something differently about what's going on in your life. So The reality is to be at all is to be in relationship and we're in multiple relationships in our lives. So we're in relationships with ourselves. We're in relationships with spirit. We're, you know, the the hugest picture you can think of God, the cosmos, the universe, life itself, however you think of it. So that thing of ultimate concern, we're in relationship with families. We're in relationship with friends. We're in relationship with our professional expression. We're in relationships sometimes with congregations. Um, We're in relationships with specific people at specific jobs. So we are in all manner of relationships. And in the mindful dating intensive program, the focus is not just on shifting superficial things about someone's approach to dating. So it's not just about, for example, making sure that they dress nice or have the right headshots taken for their match profile. It's not about making sure you don't say anything wrong on your first date, things like that. It's actually about shifting relationship patterns. It's about shifting how people relate to relationships, how they, how they relate to themselves and how they relate to other people. So when you're working on shifting relationships automatically, all the other relationships change 
because as it turns out, relational patterns play themselves out across the board. There, It's possible that you'll have one area where you function pretty well in, but it's unlikely that you'll be really, really great at all kinds of relationships except just the one. And when I start to talk a little bit, you'll understand this a little bit more. Because what I'm trying, what I'm really getting at here is that self-limiting beliefs get you everywhere, everywhere. So this belief, the beliefs that hold a lot of people back in romance, in love in particular, which is what I work on in my side, my 12 week intensive is this belief that they might not be lovable, that they're inadequate. They're not enough. They have a belief that they're, that there's no one out there for them. They have this scarcity mentality that they can't let go of this person who's almost it, but not quite right because there's not another one out there. And these are self-limiting beliefs. These are things we believe often against the evidence that's right in front of us. We pick these beliefs up in a variety of places in our lives. We pick that up from our childhood experiences, from things we learn in school, from things in the world around us, bad experiences we've had. And I want to unpack a little bit how these self-limiting beliefs sound, how they play out in different arenas of someone's life. So for example, in the workplace, if you're someone who is really overtaken with scarcity mentality in the workplace, you're going to have thoughts that you can't let go of this job because you won't find another one just like it. And even if they overwork you, haven't given you a raise in eight years, you're going to be afraid to leave it because what if you don't find another one? It could be even worse there. Even if you don't fit into the work culture, you might be, you might be, I don't know, a rainbow person and, and they don't like color. It doesn't matter what the deal is. You might not fit into their work culture and you're still not going to want to leave there because, well, you know, it might not get any better. This could be even worse. I'm just so lucky to have this job. There's a really great benefits package. I can retire from this job. That's scarcity thinking. That's thinking that this thing, this bad situation that you're in that is not nourishing, not life-giving to you must be tolerated or you'll die. And that gets people in relationships, in romantic relationships, because when they have that feeling that well, I better just put up with this because there might not be anyone out there for me. They stay in relationships that are unsatisfying and they don't leave them and they don't change. And then they get bitter about relationships in general, rather than really questioning the beliefs that lead them to stay there. And that happens at work. And when I'm working with people inside my 12-week mindful dating intensive, they start to realize, oh, you know what? I have scarcity thinking about romance, but that's also what's leading me to stay in this job that I don't love. And in fact, there are things I like about this job, and I believe that I'm not going to be able to do any better, and that's why I won't leave. However, I'm starting to realize that's just a belief, and it might not be true. At work, you can also have things like your own feelings of inadequacy. You might think, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm never, like, if you're a perfectionist, if you feel like you're never good enough, if you feel like you're always a little bit behind other people, that's also going to get you in work. You can have imposter syndrome. You can think you didn't deserve the promotion you just got. You can think you're not really good enough. That can lead you to do a lot of things such as hide your work, pro your work products, not volunteer for things that could get you promoted, not put yourself out there and, um, for for job advancement, it could also cause you to do a similar scarcity thing where you just accept this job and it's crappy situation because you really think you're not good enough to get a better job. And that also plays out romantically because people who feel like they're inadequate, they're not good enough. Um, they're not lovable just the way they are. There's something wrong with them. They're defective. All of those thoughts that are underneath for people lead them to tolerate bad situations or in fact will scare them so much that they won't even go into dating 
But when we're working together inside my mindful dating intensive, they start to realize that those feelings of inadequacy are actually holding them back at work. They realize that, oh, this, oh, wow, that's so weird because I thought that was just what I felt in dating, but actually it's what's keeping me held back at work. This is why I'm not getting that promotion I really want. This is why I'm not having career advancement. This is why I haven't gone out to start my own business. That imposter syndrome, that feeling of inadequacy and not being enough. It can play itself out with, with family members. You can feel like your family members don't accept you the way you are because you're really just not good enough. You're not quite living up to their standards. And that can lead you to sort of deceive or omit information from your family to create a certain appearance or illusion of living up to their satisfactions, which, you know, honestly keeps them from getting to know who you really are. And that comes out in first and second dates when people pretend to be something they're not. And when people do a lot of people pleasing on first and second dates, because they really get invested in having that second or third date, because if they don't get a second or third date, they think it's about them. It hits that feeling of, of inadequacy. And that sort of leads me to the next point, which is you know, taking things personally, personalizing everything. Um, so when a date doesn't go well, or you're just not a match with someone, rather than saying, oh, well, we're just not a match. I'm a wonderful person. They're a wonderful person. And we're just not meant to be together. You think it's about you. And people will say, you know, my, my dad, you know, like uh, my dad, I'm starting to realize that my dad actually has some really negative qualities. And I always thought that it was just that I was too needy. I thought that I was over emotional, but now I'm seeing my dad's just kind of emotionally shut down. My dad can't deal with the emotional world, which is why my mom has to do X, Y, Z. Cause my, my dad's just not there. And I, and if you happen to be watching this and you think I'm talking about you, I want you to know that this is a very common thing and you are not the only one and you are definitely not who I'm talking about. So just want to say that right now. Um, and this, this is a common phenomenon of thinking, you know, your parents reject you because you're inadequate rather than your parents actually have their own limitations as people. And that plays out in dating. Like I was just saying, you take things personally. If it doesn't work, you think it's all about you rather than you're just not compatible and that's okay. You know, not all the puzzle pieces meant, are meant to go with all the other puzzle pieces. Actually, they're just kind of uniquely fit. It can play out like your limited thinking can play out in your friendship world as well. And a lot of that is, you know, the past is the, the past is inevitably going to repeat itself. Everything I've experienced is doomed to be my future experience. Nothing's going to change. And if you've ever been like burned or betrayed by a former friend, you can become the kind of person who doesn't really reach out, who doesn't really let people get close to you, who doesn't let any of your friends really into your heart of heart. You don't let them know that you need them. You you keep just a little bit of distance there. And it's hard for you to make new friends because you're pretty sure they're just going to disappoint you and betray you and hurt your feelings. And you're pretty sure that it's just going to end badly. So why try? And that kind of past is the past is the future kind of situation leads people who had a really bad marriage or a bad relationship to never want to get married again. And I, yeah, I went through that, that this was the only thing that could happen. Of course, you know, relationship patterns are going to repeat themselves, but in truth, relationships patterns most often do repeat themselves because most often people don't do a growth process to improve or change their relationships. But if you adopt a growth mindset, instead of thinking the past is future, or instead of thinking you just suck at relationships and this is just how it is, you actually can grow, you can change, you can learn how to identify people with good relationship skills, and you can learn relationship skills yourself. So 
you actually have the capacity to change and shift how you approach relationships, even with friends. That can even change. And when people are inside my mindful dating program, they start to realize that these types of things show up with friends. And it also shows up in relationships that they've decided they're not going to have a partner because they do these things. This is how I am. It's not what I do only. It's how I am. It's my pattern. And they think it can't be changed. But the truth of the matter is that's a fixed mindset. And from a growth mindset perspective, social and emotional skills 100% can be learned and you can develop them. So when people are inside my mindful dating program, they experience growth and transformation in all kinds of relationships, relationships at work or with their profession, relationships with their family, relationships with their friends, and most importantly, relationships within them themselves. They no longer think of themselves as inadequate. They no longer think the good things are for somebody else. They recognize their own worth and value, and they recognize that they deserve to participate fully in the flow of abundance and do things like pursue new jobs, pursue opening a business. They shift their friendship group a little or deepen friends with some people. They take new chances and allow their family members to get to know them in new ways. And they don't take things personally anymore. And they don't feel that nothing is ever going to change for them. So they've really let go of the self-limiting beliefs that they can trace throughout other relationships that have affected their relational patterns in all manner of places. So the Mindful Dating Intensive Program is about changing how you relate, period. And it's especially important. And it's, it's like a wonderful opportunity. If you're single and you're looking and you want to find a partner, it's a really wonderful opportunity inside the Mindful Dating Intensive to really unpack your relational dynamics, your mindset, your thoughts, how you got all of these, to really unpack all of that, to look at who you are and who you want to be and what you want your life to look like in the next chapter, and then get a fresh start. In, in a new relationship with somebody new. So you can kind of go in with the skills and the knowledge and the new behavior patterns that you really want to build your relationship on. So that's a really fantastic opportunity to do that. And if you are already in a partnership or you're already married and you want to get closer to your partner and you want to overcome the way that your self-limiting beliefs are playing out in your relationship, I also do offer couples coaching. Right now, I don't offer individual or private coaching. I am in the process of assembling a group together. And my thinking is that it's going to be a group oriented towards sustainability professionals and people who work in nonprofits in areas where they're working to promote social equity, um, pro-environmental causes, and working on our food issue. So if that's something that interests you or you know somebody that you think might be interested a, drop me a comment or a DM, and B, if you know someone, connect me. But this is really like the, the approach I take inside my mindful dating intensive and all of my coaching actually operates at a slightly at a slightly deeper level. And it's because of that that the mindful dating intensive really transforms all of these other areas. And my almost every single I every single client says, other things shift as well. So I wanted to sort of unpack that for you. I hope that you might hear some of that limited thinking and recognize some of it within yourself and start to question it. If you do, drop a line in the comments. If there's anything you're willing to share, drop a line. If you feel that you know someone who might benefit from this, please share it out. The more we can get the word out there, the better. You never know who's going to be helped by hearing this message. And if you personally are struggling and you want to explore what it could look like to work together, please 
book a free consult with me and you can just easily message me and I will drop a link. That would be my pleasure to sit down and get to know you a little better and see if we could um, do something that's going to make your life better and happier. All right. That's what I have for today. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I will be back live next week, but I'll have another, another video live streamed on Thursday. And I am still responding to emails and messages, but just not as quickly right now. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BechiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bechira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.